You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Official launch date, Monday the 19th of June 2017. And a big, big finish podcast welcome to you all. I'm Benji Clifford, I'm a sound designer and a composer for Big Finish, and I'm also a devotee of retro TV, strange musical instruments, and most important of all, death to the Daleks. Stop, don't move. Love it, love it, every time. And allow me to introduce you to my podcast co-host and fellow Death to the Daleks devotee. He's a member of the Exelon cult. So we open the file now on a truly remarkable character. His talents are beyond limits. His wittiness beyond wit. And his influence stretches so far that even a small Amazonian tribe worships him as their god. That's right. It is, of course, actor, director, producer, writer, and Dalek connoisseur, Mr. Nicholas Briggs. Yes, not at all overstated. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, he isn't here, but here, so I'll, I'll stand in instead. <laughs> Benji, I'm literally humbled. Well, Yes, li- not figuratively, literally. Literally humbled. What a lovely day it is today. It's gorgeous. I had to close my shed door because I was worried about annoying the neighbours. Anyway, let me just take this opportunity to remind anyone not in the know that we at Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audio books. Things like Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, a lorry reversing in the background. You probably can't hear that. Uh, maybe you can. Who knows? Oh, it's so exciting. The Prisoner, the... Avengers Jago and Lightfoot The Confessions of Dorian Gray Dracula Frankenstein <laughs> Hamlet I was just going to do a bit of Hamlet but then I thought <laughs> I'm not going to humiliate myself um, I've written The Prisoner in again why not <laughs> I've just uh, oh, the first two episodes of the second series have just been approved by ITV that's good uh, The Omega Factor Survivors the list goes on towards Infinity, And here's what happens in the Big Finish podcast. Yes, it's the formula you love. So we're sticking to it like sticky things stuck on something sticky. In a moment, the Big Finish news. And by jingo, have we got some news for you. Oh, hang on. No, you, you must... Yeah, they, they must already know about it. Yes, oh, yeah. it's the War Master, which which rolls off the tongue strange because you, you want to say the War Doctor and then you say the War Master. It's, it's crazy, but it's amazing. Uh, more on that later, including a trailer, plus all sorts of other exciting Big Finish news. Hmm? That'll be followed by listeners' emails, and we have some corkers. Just contact us at podcast at bigfinish.com to participate. Then, hot on the heels of the emails, the guest star interview, and this week, Nick chats with none other than Sir Derek Jacobi. I mean, come on, what a legend. <laughs> yes, it's an entirely frivolous chat with the great man, the War Master, returning to Big Finish in a series of his own, in case you didn't quite get that message already. Following Sir Derek, it'll be time to dive into the... Dive into the delights of... Sounded like a... That sounded like... Oh, Betty. <laughs> I was doing John Pertwee. The noodle doodle man. His impression of that postman. <laughs> <wasn't it? laughs> um, yes. 
So uh, following Sir Derek, it'll be time to dive into the delights of the Randomoid Selectatron, where we select a random release from the Big Finish archive, and we'll have a little chat about it. You know, Nick might be able to enlighten mm. us. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Then I'll be um, uh, rounding up the latest... Sorry, I just lost my place in the script. Uh, The latest releases from Big Finish for your delectation, which will finally be followed by our 15-minute drama tease. This week, it's Doctor Who Shadow Planet by A.K. Benedict, starring Sylvester McCoy as the Seventh Doctor and Sophie Aldred as Ace and Philippe Olivier as Hex. A.K. Benedict is a a writer of note. I think she does um, uh, thrillers. She yeah. does, yes, yeah. she does. The, the, the last, have I mentioned the last time I saw her? I was at um, a performance of Don Juan in Soho, David Tennant in, but we were opposite sides of the auditorium and <laughs> we just had sign language conversations. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's... Small world, small world. But what a podcast, that's the well, thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much to cram what? into this this audio delight the introduction is so long I almost feel like it's already over but never fear (laughs) goodbye goodbye (laughs) see you later never fear though it's not over it's only just begun so Mr Briggs let's do that funky news thing this is the big finish news I've got to do this (laughs) Kunik and Benji Hold on a minute. It's not doing it. Really hurts. It's not doing the twang thing. Yeah. How did that? I wonder why. What we've what we've discovered is that you cannot kazoo and jaw harp at the same time. Is it? I mean, that you know, that's worth coming here alone. You know, people, yeah. people, whether whether you like audio drama, whether you don't, it doesn't matter because you've learnt something today. It's a life you've lesson. Something. It's life lesson, and we're all involved. So yes, as you already know, uh, Sir Derek Jacobi is returning to the role of the Master in Doctor Who. The War Master Volume 1. This box set follows the exploits of the Doctor's archenemy during the course of the devastating Time War, including four stories from acclaimed Doctor Who writers Nicholas Briggs, as a script editor of the series, uh, James Goss, and Guy Adams, as well as some new writing talent from Janine H. Jones. Here's the trailer. Time Lord! Oh no! Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Things die. It's just what they do. All we know about the Daleks is that they are creatures of war. You are in our power! Every minute of every day, on every world, every galaxy, something dies. If Dr. Keller had never arrived on Arking ever, would this still all be happening? Crying over it is spitting into the wind. Death is natural. Yes. Surrender your targets to the Daleks immediately! When an off-world ship crashes into our ocean and they want to salvage something from it, what else could it be but a weapon? There comes a time in the history of all civilizations, worlds great and small, when something, some event, some disease, some war, tips the balance of things when even nature must look at the numbers and nervously catch its breath. And on those occasions, well, 
it's time to make plans. Why should I trust you? Because I am the master. What? The War Master. Coming December 2017. Yes. Are you scared yet? <laughs> Big finish. We love stories. So, Nick, you worked on this one. Why don't you yes. tell us about it? Why don't you have a little, have a little word, mate? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, Scott Hancock was producing and directing, and I was script editing. So, Scott and I uh, talked very early about the kinds of scripts involved, and um, the writers sent their stuff in, and Scott and I worked on it. Had great time uh, working with the scripts, actually. And Scott was did a fantastic job on them. Um, uh, guiding the storylines along. It was really exciting, actually, working with him. And, um, yes, uh, working with Sir Derek Jacobi was fun. What, what can I tell you? Have I mentioned before that he doesn't need to be called Sir? He makes it very clear. And Scott did ask me before the recording, should I call him Sir? And I said, no, because uh, when I worked with him before, on Deadline, one of the Doctor Who Unbounds, uh, we were told by his agent, you know, just call him Derek. He's he's fine with that. So I told Scott that, but Scott still did the thing of asking oh. him. And he said, and apparently uh, Derek said, call me Del Boy. Call which, me Del Boy. Which none of us <laughs> quite felt was appropriate and didn't do that. But the thing about Scott Hancock is that he has this little thing that he does when he speaks to people. He often calls them sir. Okay. Uh, and so he'll often call me sir. He'll, he'll write me an email and say, oh, sir. You know, and he says that, and uh, so he kept saying it to Sir Derek. And after a short while, no, after a few days, he said, "Please, don't, I said, don't call me Sir." And, he went, <laughs> and then Scott realised that you know he hadn't been consciously calling him Sir, as in Sir Derek. He's just called him Sir the way he calls everyone else Sir. Oh no! You know? And uh, we had a jolly good laugh about it. It's funny though. It's, it's I yeah I do that sometimes, and I always feel like I'm some kind of Victorian gentleman. We say, "Oh, please come come this way, sir." Yes. Uh, you sir, you, you, you are an ignoramus. You should uh, back up, <laughs> back up, sir. I thought I'd get that in. Oh, you have to squeeze it in. Well, thanks for that little anecdote. That was rather, yes, rather nice, yes, actually. Some pleasure. great great images here. Can, can you hear all the digging and stuff going on here? Yes, I can. I can hear yeah. a, I can hear the, my favourite sound, which I think is a tile cutter going. Yeah, yeah that's, they're doing. They're, make, they're building houses. What can I say? They're getting on jolly well, but unfortunately, it's happening. It's happening during the podcast. Sorry about that. I can't close the window. I'll suffocate. So, <laughs> I'm exaggerating naturally. So live from the building site today. <laughs> Yeah. That'd be more uh, of a yes. geezer's one, wouldn't it? Not from the building site. <laughs> the Big Finish Building Site Podcast. <laughs> well, we're just putting this adjoining wall up now. As you can see, we've got the braces in position. I'm desperately searching for any uh, building terminology, and I've, I've failed. It's, uh, can well, you think of any good building terminology I can uh, throw in? Well, it's, a, it's, it's always a word like, oh, yeah, it's, a, it's an old, you know, shove a bracket in there. Uh, is that, that a supporting wall there? That's 40 yeah. towers, isn't it? That's a supporting wall. I'm, l I'm um, looking for something that you know is very specifically. Sp yeah. Anyone uh, can think of the word bracket. I'm, I'm going to. I'm typing into the internet building terminology. There's a dog barking now. <laughs> Gosh, perhaps, I, I thought I lived in a, a quiet coastal town. A glossary of common building terms. I'm, I'm on it now as well. Air Dro brick. 
That's good. Oh, architrave. A moulding around a doorway or window opening. Yeah. Delamination. Right, the architrave, mate. <laughs> I've got some barge board here. <laughs> yeah, what about the balanced flue? Yeah, yeah, the bell cast isn't coming out quite right. Uh, well, what what you've got there, you see, is you you want to put an eye joist up near the incandescent lamp, and that way, then the infiltration will go in the insulating glass. God, blimey! I just caught myself on one of these interlocking tiles. Oh no, that'll be the joist hanger. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the knotting's no good. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, well, you, I've got you, the longhorn beetle. Uh, <laughs> Actually, that's such a serious insect pest, mainly confined to the southeast of England, which can totally yeah. destroy the structural strength of wood. Yeah, don't bring that in here. Don't. No. Anyway, look, I've got the mullion up, so we're okay. That's a vertical bar dividing individual lights in a window. Well, you know, that's that's what you get with self-sealing shingles. Um. Well, I'm just leaning against the retaining wall. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm being careful not to fall into the septic tank. <laughs> well, you know you don't you don't want to get weatherization. I mean, well, you, no. you know that's you, a Dalek word, isn't it? Weatherization. <laughs> weatherization is at twenty five percent. Fetch right. the Merzel the Merzel grain. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly lost my headphones laughing at that. <laughs> the Merzel that that's a uh, the a Merzel gummish word, isn't it? There's some Merzel grain there. Hello, oh Merzel grain. I said taking some Merzel grain sprinkled on top. <laughs> oh Wassel, Wassel, Wassel. Get the worst, get the Merzel grain. Oh bird of night, hoot not. Um. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Big Finish news desk. Next up, on Monday the 19th of June, Big Finish will be releasing Marilyn and Sinatra, adapted from the hit stage play of the same name. You know their names, but you didn't know their love story. Until now, that is. So, Marilyn and Sinatra uh, dramatises, or dramatises, depending on where you're from in the country, the little-known tale of the rollercoaster relationship between Hollywood icons Marilyn Monroe and Frank Sinatra. And this stars Eric Gavin... Uh, sorry, Aaron. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't. Aaron. Good old Irish name. Um, this stars Aaron Gavin and uh, Jeff Bratz, and they play the iconic duo in a story exclusively released on download by Big Finish Productions at a very, very attractive price. Here's a clip. Kid, I gotta say, you're the hottest ticket in America. Oh, thanks. Oh, you know, you're my favorite singer. I hope that you live to be 100 and the last thing you hear is my voice. <laughs> I hear you use that corny line in all your fans. <laughs> oh, don't look so hurt. I'm only playing with you. Hosea, Joe's visiting relatives in San Francisco next week. Why don't you come visit? Keep me company. Here's my number. No red-blooded male turns down an invitation from Marilyn Monroe. Unit Encounters. If you've been enjoying Unit Teams Old and New, Reunited and Unit Assembled, then we can confirm the titles for Series 5 of Unit Encounters. Gemma Redgrave and Ingrid Oliver return as Kate Stewart and Osgood in their mission to investigate and confront alien attacks across planet Earth. 
And on the outside chance that you didn't know this, UNIT is the paramilitary secret alien invasion busting organisation that has featured in Doctor Who since 1970. When the third Doctor was exiled to Earth, he ended up working for them and ever since then they've featured on and off in Doctor Who stories. In UNIT Encounters, the UNIT team are tested further than ever with threats from our universe and others, it says here, encountering Daleks, Sontarans and even the worst of themselves. It's probably the guy who makes the tea or something. Uh, the stories are acclaimed by acclaimed. The stories are acclaimed by writers. <laughs> the stories are by acclaimed writers Matt Fitton, Roy Gill, Andrew Smith, and John Dorney. And the series is produced by David Richardson. Script edited by Script edited by Matt Fitton and directed by Ken Bentley. Episode one is entitled "The Dalek Transaction" by Matt Fitton. Episode two, "Invocation" by Roy Gill. Episode three, "The Sontaran Project" by Andrew Smith. And episode four. False Negative by John False Negative Dorney. Unit Encounters is out in November and can be pre-ordered from the Big Finish site from this Thursday, the 22nd of June. If you're new to the Unit News series, you can try Episode 1 from the first volume, Unit Extinction, for free. Just look on the Big Finish site for Big Finish for free and you'll find it there. And there's also loads of other amazing yeah. bits and bobs in there. It's, it's, it's a real, real bargain bucket of, of great things. Uh, and don't forget uh, to try the acclaimed latest series uh, of Unit Assembled, featuring Katie Manning as Joe Jones, Richard Franklin as Mike Yates, and John Levine as John Benton, uh, before it goes on general release prices at the end of July. So, yeah, get out there and sort it and have a look. Here's a trailer reminder. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Unit Assembled. Mr Benton... Is it little Katie? Is that actually Captain Mike Yates? Mike Yates! Joe! What on earth brings you two here? Ready the transportation disc. Let us rise! Looks like they're coming to us. Those holes opening up on the tunnel floor. Get back, Captain! It's too late! I'll retune the Scion Cannon to Reptilia Sapiens. Scion Cannon? You're going with that? Brain Blaster's a bit too Josh. I'm in here. I may not get the biggest office, but I've still got all the swimming certificates. Well, you can ride back with us. Step into the escape chute. Now that sounds like fun. It's not. I did it during basic training and threw up in my helmet. Is this the best that 10 million years of evolution can achieve? Then our victory is assured. All right, Mr. Benton. Holding on, miss. Uh, uh, hello, we've got company. And this great Britain will be our homeland. Big Finish. We love stories. Touching as this reunion is. If you've all quite finished your hellos, can we get on? Uh, looks like we're back in action. Terrorhawks, stay on this channel. We look behind the scenes of recording Terrorhawks Volume 3. Back in action after 30 years comes Terrorhawks, the fondly remembered action-adventure comedy originally brought to you by the people who created Thunderbirds, Captain Scarlet and Dick Spanner. In case you didn't know, in the not-too-distant future, the Earth finds itself under constant threat from Zelda, a bloodthirsty android who, along with her fiendish family and monstrous creations, has established a base on Mars. 
The only thing standing between this evil queen and her quest for ultimate annihilation of mankind are the Terrorhawks, an intrepid band of heroes led by the stern but fair clone Dr. Tiger Neinstein. Coming up this week, there'll be a special behind-the-scenes video of the recording of the third series of Terrorhawks. A video in an audio drama company. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up, can you? (laughs) So, Terrorhawks Volume 3 has eight new adventures for the Terrorhawks team in their ongoing fight against Zelda and their terrifying android children. This series explores the Stein clones and builds to the ultimate fight for the Terrorhawks. But are the team and the Stein clones ready for the ultimate battle. Here's a clip. You're listening to Andy Clems on FABFM, and that was Loving Me, the debut single from Stu Dapples, who's my guest tonight. Hello, Stu. Hello, yeah, hi, man. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, Stu, right. So, tell me, what made you decide to become a pop sensation? Yeah, right, pop sensation. Yeah, well, let's got my name all over it, man. Nice. I'm yeah, sorry, I mean, like, Stu. Uh... I'm sorry. Gonna have to stop you there, as I've just been handed some important breaking news. What's more important than me? Oh my, this is incredible. You're right, but it's not as incredible as me. Uh, Shut up, Stu. Shut up. Rude? Uh, Listeners, I've just received news that Buckingham Palace has been invaded by, and I don't believe this, aliens. Uh, Let's go over live to Worldcom's reporter at the scene on a spot. Thanks, Andy. Buckingham Palace has indeed been invaded. The palace is surrounded by a number of strange-looking space vehicles and small cubes with creepy faces. How did this happen, Honor? Where were Earth's defences? Well, Andy, with the once-reliable Terrorhawks out of the game, there was nothing to stop them. Oh, hold on. The doors are opening onto the balcony and... Greetings, Earthlings. Quiet, imbecile. I am Zelda, the new Queen of England. So, that was the news. That's right, if I stick it in its electric resistant coils, I'll then pop it down the Dura board, uh, slam it on the chair rail, uh, make, make sure I remember the uh, bottom plate. Okay, uh, do. <laughs> uh, and obviously the blow insulation. Like, where's my bottom plate? I'm sure I brought it. <laughs> Yeah, somewhere. Um, well, just make sure it's on your J channel, and you, and because otherwise you'll, you'll you'll get your joint trench all muddled up, and you don't want that. Oh, there's my bottom plate. Oh, brilliant! That's that's good. That's nice. That's a nice one. That is nice and solid. Well, yeah, you know, as, as long as you as long as you make sure you secure that tightly in your pressure relief valve, you'll have no problems. Okay. <laughs> Look at all these nice. these instruments you <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, that must that must be your preload plumbing plumbing waistline. Yeah, yeah. I've got actually it's a Farrah's original Harrogate toffee oh, tin that. Uh, oh, that's where my prisoner badge is. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie bought that for me for my birthday a couple of years ago. Oh, I know. It would have been better if it was that 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 was the original toffee, and you open it up and it was here. It is still in there. It's the toffee, t- it's a replica or the same sort of thing as the toffee tin that the fourth doctor uses in uh, Planet of Evil. Really? To put the, put the um, you know, the antimatter crystal things in. I think that's right, yeah. Anybody, that's, why, that's why I bought it for me. Anybody think you're a bit of a Doctor Who fan? Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, had the um, news finished? Yeah, <laughs> I interrupted you. Yes, it was. I mean, it's as you know, it's as, as finished as anything. I mean, you know, I, I did the open hole inspection. I had to say that the out trigger was uh, near the outside corner. So, what more can you say? Time now for listeners' emails. Have I ever told you, Nick, how much I love emails? Because I do, I absolutely love them. And if you love them too, then why not send us one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's all about DIY here at Big Finish HQ. And all we have to do is type something interesting in and email it to podcast at bigfinish.com. That's P-O-D-Cast at B-I-G-Finish.com. So lots, lots to get through, and time is short. Um, what a pity. Um, so first up, then, this one is from John Gerard to Nick and Benji. Hello, I just wanted to say that I'm loving everything that Big Finish is doing at the moment, and I just think that you are just fantastic. Oh, you're too kind. We think you're fantastic too. Yeah. Um, carrying on here then so uh, everything you do seems to be pure gold television gold but in this case radio gold Mm. old and gold Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just can't get enough of Doctor Who and I think that all the Doctors are just fantastic Uh, but I was wondering uh, I think it would be good if you did new Doctors and classic Monsters box set where you could have the 10th Doctor face the Eminence and the 9th Doctor face the Ice Warriors. The 11th Doctor could face the Master and you could even have a two Doctor story where new new and classic Doctors meet up and face a classic baddie together which I think would be great. Keep up the good work and thank you for being there. Without Big Finish my life would be very dull indeed. So thank goodness you are here to entertain us and save the day. Oh, and when he said dull indeed he put a little... Little, Sad little, emoji. That's that's one of my that little emoji of the 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 guy you know just looking down. That's probably the saddest emoji I think. Sadder than the upset one. That's just. Oh, the, John, John, you've made us weep. Um, yes. Uh, of course we don't have the ninth and eleventh doctors at the moment. Uh, so difficult to do your suggestions but uh, yeah it might be a nice idea to get the eminence in there with some new doctors new series doctors thank you John and now this one from um, uh, Brittany Skoloski Skoloski I think Skoloski isn't it because you're from America Hello, Brittany. Uh, She says, hello, Nick and Benji. First of all, I owe you a huge thank you. Huge was in block capitals. Hence my strange reading of it. I started seriously listening to the podcast in January after deciding that I wanted to keep up with current news and become more aware of what was happening with Big Finish besides just Doctor Who. After hearing you talk about The Prisoner so much and the occasional trailer, I was intrigued enough to go back to the source and see what it was all about. Subsequently, I have become obsessed. (laughs) Patrick McGowan is an absolutely brilliant actor. And number six's sarcasm and cheeky acts of defiance are incredibly enjoyable to watch, not to mention such a fascinating story and design. 
I'm upset that there are only 17 episodes, which at this rate I'll be done with by the end of the week. Yeah, I'm guessing you're going to be quite confused by the end of the week, though. Uh, <laughs> though I know exactly what company to turn to next when I'm through with it. My 20-year-old American self had never heard of The Prisoner before Big Finish, and I feel it would be unlikely that I ever would have found out such a, found such a gem without you. So again, thank you. You are so welcome, Brittany. I apologise for my excited rambling. Don't apologise. Don't ever apologise for being excited. Uh, apologise for being miserable, but don't apologise for being excited. Uh, but I do have an unrelated question as well. What's the time? No, that's not it. Uh, I absolutely fell in love with your War Doctor series after listening to the trailers in that lovely John Hurt tribute episode you had in February. Oh, yes, I did a tribute for John Hurt in the February podcast. It's only a matter of time before I end up buying it. The bundle is a fantastic offer. And right now I'm uh, thinking to save up to that, to do that. Sorry, my ability to read has just evaporated. But I was curious, uh, will you ever sell the parts of each series individually or will they always be grouped in their box sets? I suppose this question could extend to other works such as Dark Eyes and Doom Coalition as well. Anyways, thanks for all your wonderful work. Your podcast is one of my favourite parts of the week. I'll be seeing you, Brittany Skolowski. Brittany, thank you so much for that. Um, With regard to your question, I think it's unlikely that we'd release... Uh, stories individually but that's not to say it would never happen there are no firm plans to do that now because you know they usually come in groups of stories that kind of fit together really i think it'd be uh, it's one of those things yeah they're, they're they all have running themes you know it's, it'll it'd be a bit weird if they were on their own i think yeah there's also an element of uh, boring business stuff about functionality and also calculation of uh, royalties and things if you split up something that's been released as one thing and da, 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 da. so yeah it's a little bit of a logistical nightmare seems like such a simple and sensible thing to suggest though leave it with me all right leave it with me <laughs> and finally then this one's from dean harrison oh dean good old good old dean back again back again making a, a another appearance in the big finish podcast hi nick and benji so I get home from a week away on... It's like this. It sounds like he's just... It's like, so I get home from this... It's like a sort of joke in a pub, isn't it? So I get home from this week away on business and find out I've got a set of spoons signed by Sylvester McCoy waiting for me. How lucky am I? That's pretty cool, isn't it? Actually, I bought them to support his new play, A Joke, for the Edinburgh Festival. I'm off to the preview in Winsford and can't and can't quite afford to get to Edinburgh. Are any of you guys going to see it? Might make a good segment for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think I'm. I think I'm yeah. not available to go to Edinburgh. That's a shame. I knew he was doing the show. Yeah, mm. it's quite quite a wee long bit, long way from me. I'm I'm right down the other side of the country, right down towards France. Big Finish would like to apologise for the patronising Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible accent. Um, so uh, yours was my mine was yeah, yeah. yours was yeah. remarkable re- no 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 I didn't do one exactly and what I'm saying is don't make it sound like you're telling Scottish people that they've got a terrible accent no it's they not- haven't they've got a brilliant accent <laughs> I, 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 env- I envy their terrible accent. accent no no <laughs> no no the, I like the Scottish accent I think the Scottish accent is one of my one of my favourite accents we love the Scots we do like they the don't Scots. like us so much, but we love them. I think they're great. If you ever want a good night out, go on a night out with with somebody from Scotland, and you, oh, you, you're yeah, always yeah. going to have a good time. Yeah. Uh, 
Don't go. No, no, don't go out with these. Pa- no, anyway, um, here's a so, list of people not to go out with. Jess Fielder. <laughs> <laughs> that extra from Coronation Street. Background. Um, don't go on a night with him. Um, he doesn't talk. Uh, then <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, then I. So I'm going to carry on with this. I've just gone on a stupid tangent now. Uh, then I'm catching up on the podcast and get a name check in the third podcast uh, from one email about vibra slaps and wire drums. Now that's value for you. Uh, yes, it is value, and we've got some more. We've got a little little clippy whippy later on. So mm, yeah, yeah. ears peeled. Um, then I've just won a bit of dosh on the lottery and I have reinvested in Friday's Euromillions. So all being well, you may get a big back order next week to fully catch me up. Just imagine. <laughs> Uh, but the lives of Captain Jack podcast raise an interesting question when you talked about writing out Eremem. In the TV series, the writing out of a doctor, a doctor or a companion is usually driven by the actor wanting to move on, not wanting to be typecast, etc. But I imagine with audio drama that that's, so, that's not so much the case, not being quite so much in the public eyes as a primetime TV show for typecasting. Also, the way that you move the stories between different companions means, uh, from the actor's perspective, uh, they presumably don't sign on for a, a very long engagement with Big Finish, so they can do other things, and then you can get and do more with that companion as well, and then when they're available, X, Y, Z. So the question is, what makes you write out a companion with less real-world reasons to apply? Cheers, Dean Harrison. Good question. Well, first of all, Dean, let's. Uh, uh, Benji recorded a little thing about the Vibra slap earlier, and so let's put that in now. Okay, so the other day we were having a discussion about weird instruments, and I just happened to be around my friend James's house recording a great hit new glam rock record, uh, and I couldn't help but notice that he has a Vibra slap. So, for all of you wondering what the instrument is and why I think it's so strange, um, this is why what it sounds like. It's a real, real weird one. It's a bit cowboyish, isn't it? But there you go. Mystery debunked. There you go. Uh, now, I've made a note here that I must answer the <laughs> question about companions because I have a terrible habit of reading out emails, making fatuous comments, and then moving on and not answering the <laughs> questions. I'm not doing it on purpose. I just get too carried away. Um, so, yes. What makes you write out a companion? Well, there are all sorts of reasons. Sometimes it is the same as a TV series. Oh, no, hold on. Let me think. No, I don't think... Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think we've ever had anyone ask to leave. And obviously I would say this, but it's true. We've never sort of got rid of someone for horrible reasons. It's usually we're entirely uh, dictated to by... Um, well, the dictator is the wrong term, by story terms. And we, we work out, you know, how much of their story do we think we've told? You know, what do we see other possibilities for the character? That sort of thing. And, and like, for example, with India Fisher, who was our first really successful big Finnish companion, uh, Charlotte Pollard, you know, we we just kept feeling we hadn't finished with her so consequently you know she's now in the second series of her own spin-off series after having traveled with the eighth doctor and the sixth doctor and we'll be recording uh, a third series with her this year uh, so she's an incredibly popular 
companion. I mean, I remember back in the day before the TV series came back, when India went to a convention, she used to have a queue a mile long for her autograph because she, as far as most people were concerned, was the new Doctor Who companion. So she was phenomenally popular and still retains that affection and popularity. Um, I think the Eremen character, I, I didn't feel... I, I was... Um, slightly awkward about the fact that she was the wrong ethnic casting although I thought Caroline did a fantastic job and also I felt that the character I felt we'd done all we could with the character really so that's why that was my decision controversial I know um, and and one other one with uh, Lucy Miller with Sheridan Smith that genuinely was a concern uh, that well, we did think that you know how long can we go on you know telling new stories with Lucy maybe we've got to a point there seemed something very raw about her character so we wanted to create a, a huge dramatic very raw, emotionally raw ending for her we thought that was right and we thought the longer she travelled with the Doctor the I don't know we we thought it better to reach that kind of climax sooner rather than later and we'd done four years with her but the other major concern with that was that it was getting much more difficult to book Sheridan because she was, you know, as you know, she's her career has gone stratospheric. Uh, she's an amazing actor and singer and dancer, and she's done so many incredible things. Uh, but she has come back and done a couple of uh, short trips for us, and we would hope, we think we should, you know, dip back into the Lucy Miller era of the Eighth Doctor and do some more of those, but, you know. Hopefully we'll be able to do that sometime in the future. But yeah, so there was a little bit of a real-world concern with Sheridan. Not from Sheridan, it has to be said. She was quite sad about leaving. But I said, you know, I said, I'd love to work with you every day with, for the rest of my life, Sheridan. But, you know, the reality is we're just, we just can't book you because you're so busy doing other things, you know, which naturally agents prioritise because, you know, Big Finish is not a huge money spinner for, for people. Um, you know, and they're looking to make huge career moves in movies and, and West End shows and what have you. Anyway, I hope that sort of answers the question and isn't too controversial. I think it was a good. <laughs> I think that was a good answer. I have to say, I thought it was a very good answer. Well, I'm I'm glad we can congratulate ourselves in quite a smug fashion. Well, about, I, I, about I think that it, answer. I think it'd be rude. Think it'd be rude not to really. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so there we go. So thank you uh, very much, Dean, for writing in with that one, and 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 hopefully for a few different people might have been wondering things like that. So it might have answered some questions for lots of people. Well, that's it for all the emails that we have uh, time for this week. I'm just gonna load them into this time capsule. Uh, and blast it into outer space where those emails will forever be uh, preserved uh, until an alien finds them and opens it and starts reading about the prisoner and Doctor Who and the cycle will continue um, yeah that's all I've got to say for that time now for our guest star interview and it's with the war master himself Sir Derek Jacobi so, hello, Derek, and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, that's a good start. Yes. There, there are just three questions in this. Right. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what they are in advance. All right. <laughs> one of them, we've Sounds sort of rehearsed before, so it's fine. One of them is, when did we first meet? 
Okay, so you've sort of got that one. Yeah. Uh, other one is the the next one is uh, what's tingling your molecules about big finish? I wish that your expression could be <laughs> translated into audio. Uh, and then uh, what's tingling your molecules generally in entertainment? Okay, so the first one is, yeah, when did we first meet? No pressure. Um, well, I am told <laughs> it was 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I can remember it now. Um, when I was first told, oh, we'd met before, 14 years ago, blank, absolute yeah. blank. Um, but I am getting rather old and um, things are a little different these days. But, yeah, but you do a lot, uh, though. You do yeah. a lot of stuff, don't you? Yes, I'm very lucky. I, you're probably talking to the luckiest actor you will ever, ever meet. Or throughout my career, I've, I've been dogged by good luck. Um, luck in in the sense of um, being given the opportunity to strut whatever stuff I've got to strut, you know, without, if I'm honest, without ever having seriously to to work the room or hustle or, you know, it's kind of all worked out and uh, it is still working, um, thank goodness, and uh, I intend to go on as long as nothing falls off and I can still do it all. Yeah. Well, I think it's well deserved. Well, not to sound like too much of a sycophant. <laughs> well, no, I, I, um, I function at at my best uh, when when I'm working. Um, I hate uh, to be idle. I think uh, that the phrase about um, time on hand, self on mind, yeah. uh, is very very true. And so I I like to get out there and. Uh, do other things and yeah. and and really uh, concentrate on on things that are not me. Do you know? Yeah, no, I know that feeling. And um, when we first uh, when we hired you all those uh, years back in Deadline, the Doctor Who Unbound <laughs> thing that you did, I remember that I was told that your agent had said to the producer, "Well, he he likes to work, so I'll um I'll see if he's available when he comes back <laughs> off holiday. I'm pretty but, certain he'd like to do it. You know, oh, so yes, yes. he likes to work. That's a lovely phrase. Yeah, I do, I do, and and um." Of course, you know, like all actors, you always think that uh, the last job is the last. You'll never work again. Um, <laughs> Do you still think that? Oh, now? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, you know, you know. I'm, I'm now at the stage of my career when um, the, the, the 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 constant thing is, oh, it's all over. Been there, done that. You know. Um, now, just gentle, gentle into the last good night. Um, but no, no, fight against that. Yeah. Um, so the frivolous question is, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish? What's exciting you about Big Finish? Finish. Well, um, it gives me the opportunity to um, work with a microphone, which I've I've always loved. Um, you don't have to look your best. You can sit or stand. Um, and what I love particularly is that it all depends on your voice you have no other help really you might have some sound effects and some scene setting but uh, you can't do it physically you can't do it with costume or makeup um, it's all got to be uh, a vocal um, and you express your your feelings your emotions uh, your situations all uh, vocally and I, I think that's challenging to an actor and very satisfying for an actor and I think I think um, 
Um, am I wiggling my molecules or jiggling my molecules? Jingling, jingling, I can't even remember what the question right. was. <laughs> um, that's that's what they're 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 tingling about. Yeah. I think you're using all the notes of your instrument. Aren't you? uh, uh, yes, yes, as they put it. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, I, yes. You are, you are, and and, and that's um, that's a skill. That's a craft. Mm. That is that is. Uh, something that is is fascinating to do and tingling your molecules generally in entertainment anything that you just this is like a snapshot of what you're enjoying at the moment where it be whether it be a book or uh, some music or something in the cinema or a play anything you like really well everything <coughs> i do um as we've already said is usually connected with work yeah. um i um, to digress slightly, I, I read history at Cambridge, and I'm now reading more history than I ever did as a student. But um, I, th I think I've just finished um, a wonderful gig um, on a new version um, directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring Kenneth Branagh, uh, whom I adore, um, of Murder on the Orient Express. Oh. Um, and I've been Johnny Depp's manservant for a few weeks. And I loved it. It was a wonderful cast, a, a wonderfully playful cast. We all got on, and we literally played games a lot of the time um, when we weren't working. And uh, it, it, it really encapsulated for me what the business is about because it, it's a wonderful club to belong to, yeah. you know. And actors... Um, I love actors. I, I always think that, you know, um, ac actors can um, reach the heights and the depths. An act I can see an actor committing murder. I cannot see an actor embezzling. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's a Maybe mean a few thing. producers. Yeah, yeah. May, no, I'm <laughs> saying actors. Uh, no, producers are something else. And maybe directors. Um, uh, but uh, there's nothing mean about actors, I think, because they have to expose themselves. Yeah. They have to put themselves up on show to be knocked down or encouraged, you know. But it's that very um, openness and fragility and raw nerveness about, about performing that I think uh, is a never-ending delight to me. Mm. And is, is there anything that you're doing for your own entertainment personally when you're not working that is tingling your molecules at the moment? I'm a huge fan of Coronation Street. OK, there you go. There so you that's go. religiously I, recorded, is Oh, it? yes, yeah, yeah. catch up and all that, yeah. yeah. I've seen some wonderful acting on Coronation Street. Um, that's a classic. It's a, for it's, any Americans or Australians listening who don't know, it's, a, it's <laughs> the, big, the British soap. Yes, basically. it started in 1960. Um, and it's still going strong. And the great thing, which is something that is in the script of of um, this particular master in this particular episode, it's it's done with humour too. It has wonderful humour. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously, mm. which is its great saving grace, and which sets it apart from all the other soap operas. I think. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thanks to Derek there. Sir Derek, Derek. Sir, hello, sir. Uh, yeah, it was lovely to chat to, as you could tell. Very relaxed person. And he's always telling people how lucky he is. And that's the thing about life, you see. Life is mainly about luck. 
you know, I know we all work really, really hard, but one must, must remind oneself that, for example, no matter how hard I've worked to attain what I've attained, most of it is due to coincidences and luck. And there are other people out there who've worked just as hard as me, if not harder, who haven't achieved what I've achieved. So, you know, I don't think, you know, we should dismiss all the hard work we put in and say, oh, it's all down to chance. It's not all down to chance, but it's mostly down to chance. But we like to think that it's all about our own efforts. And sadly, that's not the case. <laughs> well, you know, life's, life's about, it's the cards you're dealt, isn't it? They're, they, they're your cards, you know, and, yeah. and you can't, well, you know, at the end, at the end of, 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 you know, the end of everything, you look back and say, well, that's, that's what happened. That's, that's how it is. You can't say, you know, I'm sure there are times where you think, if I'd have done this, I might have done that. But well, at the same yeah, time, I mean, you know, you, maybe not. because you, you can shorten the odds, I think, for yourself by doing some of the right things. I mean, what were the coincidences that led to you working for Big Finish? Well, I mean, the, well, some weird coincidences for me were that, that the place I was working at was, was closed down. as a Because I was working a completely different thing. I worked at a, a mother and baby hospital looking after uh, mums uh, who had postnatal depression. And it was a really nice job, actually. It was a lovely job. Uh, and obviously, I would always talk about Doctor Who whenever possible with anybody <laughs> that remotely was interested. Um, so that was closing down, and it was on a whim that I sent off an audition to, to Big Finish. And, and of course, the luck within that one is is that well, that that audition might not have been listened to. Uh, it could have anything could have happened really. And because and, Big Finish, I'm sure, does get a lot of things sent through, uh, and so. If if Ian hadn't have listened to what I sent, well, it wasn't even an audition. I sent off a sample of what I, something I'd worked on. If Ian hadn't listened to that, he wouldn't have forwarded it to you. If you hadn't listened to that, you wouldn't have said do an audition. And so, life would have would have literally been com- completely different. How did you first find out about Big Finish, by the way? I I'd known about Big Finish for years. I was I listened to it when I was because I'm because I'm only uh, twenty five, so I'm, I'm quite young. Yeah, but so. how did you find out about it in the first place? Right, oh blimey! Um, I suppose. Well, was he born? I suppose, Were you I, born with it in your head? I was born with it. I, yeah, I was, I, I was just in the hospital. It was. A sele- it was either you know. It was. Do you want? Do you want custard and prunes, or do you want Big Finish? I chose that. Now, I think. I think I would have discovered Big Finish from Doctor Who magazine because uh-huh. I remember. Um, I used to love looking in Doctor Who magazine at the pages from um, the adverts from the independent people selling stuff. And it'd have, and it'd be like stuff, and, and there'd be lots of pages of all these goodies, and then Big Finish had a page in there, and, and bits and. And I just remember thinking, God, this looks amazing! All these, all the, it's just it's Doctor Who, it's new Doc, it's new Doctor Who, because Doctor Who wasn't on the telly at this time, and and so that's how I found out about it, and 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 so I, I bought a couple of them, and then you you go to a few conventions and pick it up, and it was it was like another world. It was it was, and it was something completely different as well. And so I suppose you loaded the dice a bit in your favour, uh, coincidentally, by working with other fans on productions and sort of honing your skills in audio. Well, I suppose it was, I suppose it was a case of yeah, of, of it was doing it was doing something you love, and I think and uh, taking the risk to do something you love because I've spent so many uh, years of my life, you know, people saying, oh, you've got to. Do you you got to think what do you want to do and be sensible and, and I was spending a lot of my time just doing stuff with other fans and having fun and I was thinking to myself you know I, I went off and I took some time out of Doctor Who and went off and did my band stuff which is brilliant and then at the end of that I, I kind of you know I, I did three years of, of heavy working with a band and going around 
gallivanting off recording and playing gigs and at the end of it I sat back down and thought well that's not that's something I've not done for an, an awful long time I missed that I'm I, I, so I dipped back in and and so this is like the second phase of that but I I, I think I think for anybody I think it's just just I, I th- I've said this before like don't be afraid to do something that you want to do even if it's a bit kooky and a bit strange like sitting at a computer when, when you should be out doing something exciting sitting and just mixing audio drama and playing around with, with Daleks and Cybermen and you know emailing your mates and saying I've just got just discovered how you do the Earthshock Cybermen it sounds brilliant um, <laughs> yeah it just yeah so that's that's luck it's luck it's meeting the right people meeting people that you feel comfortable enough to make things with and, and but trying to stick with the things that you love and do those that 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 can be a help can't if it? i think like, honestly like i'll say this to anybody just if if if, if there's something that engages it if it tingles your molecules <laughs> go out and and do it and obviously you know you don't don't if if you're at school and you've got your exams study for your exams but at the same time i i would say don't don't spend your life thinking i've got i've got a pay the bills and get a sensible job think to yourself I've got to pay the bills but also I've got to enjoy myself and maybe one day I'll be paying the bills by doing something I love if, if you know what I mean there we are careers advice courtesy <laughs> of Benji Clifford and Nicholas Briggs who for some reason think they know something um, fast, fast, fast forward to a year okay it's time for listeners emails I'm bankrupt you <laughs> <laughs> Time now for the Randomoid Selectatron. So we're going to fire Ran up here. Hannah oh. Newman uh, has made a great page for the Randomoid Selectatron. Um, oh, I always, oh, hold on, I've just called up the uh, the building terms glossary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Perhaps that's going to be the new one. You you you, you yeah. click click the button and it gives you a click it and he comes up with a random a random building bit of t- this is a great I'm sorry it's a great website if, if, you're, if you're ever bored go to the www.homebuildingmanual.com forward slash glossary and you've got yeah. a whole list of great things there um, yes yeah, a French casement anyway sorry <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the animated gif is the same as last time it's stop don't it's Peter Capaldi saying stop don't move which I think we'll all agree is just the greatest thing yeah. in the world so I'm clicking the button now and oh a mezzanine mezzanine or a mansard <laughs> anyway sorry a ma- mansard sounds like manservant Yes, well, this mansard is it's a roof made with slopes of different pitches, usually providing an upper floor of useful space within a roof structure. Make a note of that. And also mastic, a general term for any sealant used in the building process. Sorry, what are we doing? <laughs> so we're just uh, talking about uh, the plumb bob. Um, <laughs> which, uh, which is a lead weight attached to a string. It's the tool oh, yeah. used in determining plumb. Um, yeah. So yeah. we've just headed into the randomized selectatron now. Yes, um, it's four twelve of the companion chronicles solitaire, which um, oh, which is very yeah. relevant now because obviously it's it's Charlotte Pollard and uh, well it's not uh, that's the relevant bit and the yeah. celestial toy maker here. So that's uh, right, awesome uh, stuff. Well, yes, yeah, solitaire. One of yours, isn't it? In terms of well, d- directed by. Did I direct it? Yeah, apparently so. Direct- oh yeah, so I did. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, with David Bailey as the celestial toy maker. 
an India Fisher, obviously, is Charlotte Pollard. Uh, David Bailey, what a character, not to be confused with the famous photographer. Although I think he was slightly into photography, but he spelled his name very differently. I think he spelled his name with a lowercase b. That's well, what I, I was just going to say. That is that I, I thought there was. I looked on the um, the cover there, and I thought, why is his name in in all lowercase? Yeah, yeah. And the person it's, it was written like that on the um, on the website, but someone has corrected it <laughs> to be in uppercase because <laughs> I was like, oh well, this is a mistake. Uh, no, it isn't. That's how he has his name. Well, back then in 2010, 2010, it's unbelievable. Seven we had years. such fun doing it. And um, and it featured the Eighth Doctor, but the Eighth Doctor was uh, had been sort of turned into a ventriloquist's dummy. So Alex Mallinson, who did the design of the cover, actually because he was beautifully bonkers and still is um, the last time I communicated. I, actually, I must have... I'm due a lunch with Alex Mallinson. Um... He made this ventriloquist's dummy of the Eighth Doctor, which for a long time sat in our office. And Sue Cowley, our general manager, has finally got rid of it because she found it too scary. <laughs> <laughs> she had to throw it out. But we loved it. We loved it. Uh, and so we had various um, various poses uh, of uh, photographs. And we also wanted to use it in the bar down the side with the doctor's face. We wanted to have the puppet there, but the BBC wouldn't let us. <laughs> Quite right, of course. Anyway, yeah, uh, tremendous uh, adventure. Here's the trailer. Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles. Solitaire. Good afternoon. I... Would you like to buy something? This is a toy shop. A doll, perhaps. They're so lifelike. Aren't they? Oh, this one's got a drawstring. I'm not going to stay, but I think I've run out of patience for games. You'll forgive me if I leave early. But of course. Thank you, and good night. Good afternoon. No! The Doctor always prized the ingenuity of his travelling companions. And then you killed him. Yes, I did, didn't I? Shouldn't I be more upset? That that so dummy are. actually, it looks like it looks like you know on uh, Wurzel Gummidge, when Wurzel when when John Pertwee becomes the puppet, you know the the scarecrow, the you know when, when he's not oh, being yes, Wurzel yes, yes. and he goes yeah, it looks very similar to that. I tell you what, it reminds me of, and you won't know about this because you're far too young. But have you ever seen Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea? I've not actually. Oh. Now that, you see, permeated my childhood. They made so many of the bloomin' things. It was an Irwin Allen uh, American sci-fi series, uh, a spin-off from the movie Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. The reason I say it like that is because it was one of those programs where the, um, the titles were read out. 
Starring oh, Richard wow, Basehart. Love it, love it, David yeah. Hedison. Voyage to the bottom of the sea. They used to say it again at the end of, you know, <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Anyway, in one of the, and it got, it's one of those series, I mean, all the Irwin Allen series were just weird and crazy. Um, it got weirder and weirder as it went on. And one of the episodes, I think, I'm, I might be conflating several episodes here, but it has a weird character and I think it was played by Vincent Price I'm not sure I'm right but he certainly was in Voyage to the Sea at one point but he did this thing where he turned real people into like puppets like Muppets really oh wow and so you know and he would so th- there was the uh, Admiral Nelson funnily enough was the main character not to be confused with the one from history um, he he, there was a puppet of him and you know there'd, there'd be that sort of signature Irwin Allen series sound effect this all went oh, and they would suddenly turn into puppets and he was bit by bit turn, and for no apparent reason I think now cue a load of letters or emails I should say from people saying no you don't understand I think <laughs> I've actually got that episode on DVD I should watch it I, I have to say watching Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea again it is it is a beautifully slick expensive production I mean, I think it's got, all of those it's sort of American made. things were, weren't they? They were, they yeah. Were I mean, brilliant. but it's almost unwatchable because it's absolute tripe. <laughs> <laughs> but I commend it to you, my dear boy. Oh, anyway, one for that's, the list. But that puppet, that's what it reminds me of when I see that puppet. It reminds me of that voyage to the bottom of the sea episode that I took rather too long. It's, it's a brilliant, there. a brilliant puppet, though. It's, it's sort of, it's got this this look as if it, it, it looks deep and dark into your soul. With its sort um, of dead eyes. What else could I tell you? Um, uh, you're so right. Um, uh, David Bailey, I think John Ainsworth was responsible for casting him as the Celestial Toymaker when he did Nightmare Fair, one of the um, uh, Lost Adventures. Uh, the first Lost Adventure, I think I'm right in saying. And uh, I remember him asking me about it, saying, what do you think about David Bailey to play? But I thought, oh, God, because he played Taron Capel in Robots of Death. Yeah, mm. and uh, of course, yeah, of course he did. Of course, yeah, and yeah, David, of course. David is a very eccentric character. I think he won't mind me saying that. He's got the most incredible face and the most incredible voice, and he was quite an experience to work with. What was it he had to keep saying? Play. We were all haunted by that in that story because it was a it was a great story. It was um John one. Of, it may have been John D- Dorney's first thing he wrote for us. It's a lovely script. And it really stretched uh, the boundaries of what the Companion Chronicles could do, because normally, previously, they'd been sort of very much narrated stories, but this was actually a drama. It was great stuff. Highly recommended. There's a lovely behind-the-scenes photo here as well of everybody bundled together in the studio. Anyway, so there we are. There we go. There we are. Another wonderful delivery there from Ran. Ran always excelling uh, itself. Um, is Ran a male or a female, or is he is he neither, or is he what is he just a both? Uh, is he both? Is he just a lifeless machine? Um, who actually knows? I don't know what Rand's... or indeed cares. Oh yeah, perhaps you know, <laughs> all Rand's function is is to select things from the Big Finish archive. I think we're thinking too deeply into its pronouns yeah, now. I think but we've gone too deep. We've gone, we've gone far too We're in too deep, Nick. We're in too deep. We need to lay low for a while. Wait until the heat dies down. Um, so, yeah, so cheers, Ran. And so, as the podcast trickles into a little pot of molecular acid, 
dissolving forever. Until next week, it's now time for Nick to dash through the current Big Finish releases available for your ear things to listen to. Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, The First Doctor, Volume 1, Much Magnificent, starring Peter Purvis, Maureen O'Brien, Annika Wills, Elliot Chapman, and me as the Blinking Daleks. The Lives of Captain Jack, the shy retiring John Barrowman, stars as the immortal Chappie, with guest star Camille Kajuri. She's fabulous too. Torchwood underscore Cascade underscore CD Rip dot tour. Naoko, st- Naoko Mori star. I was getting all familiar not mentioning her surname uh, stars in this incredible bit of brilliance from our lovely Torchwood team Doctor Who Shadow Planet World Apart A.K. Benedict and Scott Handcock uh, are in the writer's chair for this rather lovely Seventh Doctor adventure featuring the return of Hex as 15 minute extracts of Shadow Planet coming up at the end of this podcast The Fourth Doctor is going underground in Subterranea Tom Baker and Lala Ward star bit of a fan of the jam actually Do you know I saw I them last night that's the gig I went I went to see From the Jam uh, oh, right. in Hastings Absolutely. So without Paul Weller. Without Paul Weller. You didn't need Paul Weller there. It, it was... Oh, it was it didn't, honestly, honestly, it was... It yeah. was close your eyes. It was just the jam. Absolutely Amazing. brilliant Amazing. Absolutely Amazing. brilliant I, I, Yeah. I had all their albums, but then um, in an unfortunate breakup with a girlfriend, I lost most of them. Oh, no. Uh, I know, I know. And out this week, Survivor Series 6, which we previewed a couple of weeks back. Don't miss it. Apocalyptic drama. Great stuff. And that's your lot. That's the lot. So it goes, so it went. I was just quoting Tony Wilson there. Thanks, Nick, there. And any moment now, we'll be bringing you the first 15 minutes of A.K. Benedict's seventh Doctor adventure, Shadow Planet. But before that, it's time for us to reflect upon the podcast. Hmm. We've, we've come so far. We've literally, t- we've literally just read out the the construction glossary for builders terminology um which is which is probably the best thing i i, I will do today i mean it's superb stuff yeah, in there yeah. you know you, you're not gonna go very far from your insulation board here no absolutely not what's the other best thing you're gonna do today the other best thing i'm gonna do today um i don't know maybe have a barbecue um probably work, oh nice pro- probably work on some some daleks although i think i've now I've got I've got one more dialect scene to do, and then and then then they're they're, they're gone until the next episode. But yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, just just work, just work. Maybe yeah. a barbecue, possibly yeah. a. Uh, but I like the barbecue. I'm going to have lunch with my wife. We're going down to the beach. Oh, lovely! In about half an hour's time, because I, I'm fortunate enough to live close to a beach, which has been my life's dream. So it's lovely to finally. That it's the perfect day, perfect day for the beach. Oh, I might, I might, I might, I might join you, and by join you, I mean I might, I might go to the beach myself. Um, <laughs> There's quite a bit of coastline between us, just, isn't just there? Turn really? up. <laughs> All right, Nick. <laughs> You're southeast. I'm southwest. Yeah. yeah. If you just get in a speedboat, it'll take you about two hours to get here. Just, just go for it. Yeah, that'd be awesome, though, wouldn't it? Imagine, imagine just looking it's over probably thing. longer than two hours isn't it in a speedboat you only do 21 knots <laughs> yeah that's true and then you know I don't, I don't I don't know my I was going to go into sailing terminology then but I thought no oh you have to get a website glossary of sailing terms <laughs> that'll be next time on the Big Finish podcast ahoy <laughs> so yes um, <laughs> ahoy there ahoy um, oh God knows what the blokes out there making the fence think of me. Um, well, indeed, the people around here, I'm sure they're all out in their gardens thinking, I, shall I phone the police or not? <laughs> anyway, time to say bye, isn't it? Yeah, really? it's time to say goodbye. So um, bye bye. It's, bye. it's ciao for me. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
Bye bye. Bye. And bye. and t- bye bye. <laughs> Time now for the seventh Doctor Ace and Hex to head for the Shadow Planets. Oh, bye. going to be, Professor? Patience, A's. But I'm bored. Well, can't you and Hex go bowling? When we said we'd like to go bowling in the TARDIS sometime, we meant ten-pin bowling. You know, lanes, strikes, weird shoes. Not lawn bowls. Lawn bowls, Ace, is a game of hats, strategy and precision, followed by tea. A noble sport. Wars should be fought on the bowling green. But we need to do something. You're going to have to entertain yourselves, I'm afraid. Where are we off to, then? Apparently, we're to occupy ourselves. Why? What's he up to? Enhancing the TARDIS, Mr Hex. I've been meaning to add this particular feature for a while. There. That's got it. Or maybe not. All right. I'll find us somewhere to go on the destination monitor. Can't be that hard. I don't think you should be messing with the console, Ace. Ah, here we go. A list of planets in the area. Uh, spindle. Gardaline B. Hair? Do you reckon hair is a planet made of hair? <laughs> Sounds horrible. Like a, a hawked-up hairball in space. Uh, cross-referencing with the index file. Oh, hey, it says this planet's just been opened. How do you open a planet? It's called Unity. Oh, the planet that brings you face to face with yourself. Oh, no. Uh, sounds terribly boring. Choose another. Uh, any other. I've heard hair's lovely this time of year. You're hiding something, aren't you? Ha, that's settled then. We're going to Unity. Are you sure you don't want to reconsider? We are not going to anywhere called hair. I'll tell you that for nothing. That's settled then. Well, don't say I didn't warn you. Beach. Not a patch on Blackpool. Blackpool doesn't have blue sand or pink rock pools. Professor, you're coming! Give me a chance! 
I'll join you in a minute. See yourself. Not many people about, are there? Just moths. A lot of moths. Oh, yeah. I thought they were black and white leaves. When their wings move, it's like the trees are breathing. I don't like moths. Creepy texture. Like flying pieces of old love letters that disintegrate in your hands. So, this is unity. Hmm, very nice. Very serene. Everything all right, Professor? What were you up to in there, anyway? Oh, nothing much. Hello! Ah, the welcoming committee. Where do these spring from? Welcome to Unity. May I take your booking reference? We don't have one. Thought we'd just turn up. No matter. We have taster sessions available to see if finding you is for you. I'm Loglin, your host. Would you like a complimentary juice? It's made from the fruit of the lantern tree, picked halfway up the pale mountain. Oh, yes, please. I don't think we would. Thank you. Professor! Never accept drinks from strangers, eh? Relax, Doctor. Ah, the welcome meeting is about to start. You're just in time to join your fellow guests in the therapy dome. Please, follow me. Well, are we going or what? What is it now, Sandy? I'm due at the welcome meeting. An urgent message, Mrs Wheeler, from Malcolm, um, from Professor Grove. He says he has to talk to you now, before the induction. Well, tell him he can't. He insists, Mrs Wheeler. He says we can't ignore his report. We? You. Us. Unity Corps. And what do you think? I I don't know. It's not my position to say, but... um, Maybe he has a point, uh, maybe. You're right, it's not your position to say. Oh, and book me a dermatology appointment. It's urgent. Yes, Mrs Wheeler. This place is huge. This is just the dome. The integration centre is behind us. You'll be going there after this. Excellent. So what are we waiting for now? Mrs Wheeler, of course. she the boss, then? The face of unity, yes. Everyone knows her from the infomercials. Why don't you? We don't pay much attention to adverts. She's a star. People cross galaxies to come here and meet her. All looking for a quick fix for their ids. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the next stage of your lives. I'm Lindsay Wheeler, CEO of Unity Corporation. I hope you've had a chance to walk round the dome and see our famous Unity moths. These beautiful creatures are unique to this world. With one dark wing and one light, they're a symbol for our mission here. Two opposing sides coming together so we can take flight. Using a combination of technology and Jungian psychology, we've harnessed the potential of this rare psychic planet so that you can reach yours. Within a week, each of you will overcome your shadow self and be reborn. 
many of you come to this planet with broken wings. I was the very first person to benefit from the program. I had broken wings of my own once, but since stepping into the Shadow Collector, I've never been happier or more successful. If you put your trust in the unity process, that which holds you down shall hold you down no more. Sounds most inspirational, but what exactly does this process entail? An excellent question, and one I was just about to get to, Mr. Doctor. As I was saying, the psychic planet manifests your shadow self. Your bad side? No, although that's a common misconception. Your shadow self is your buried side, the one you like the least. Here, we can bring out that hidden self quite literally. All of you will be able to meet your inner selves in order to resolve the conflicts that rage inside us all. After you've met your shadow, you'll be taken to the unification pod a mile beneath Unity's crust. There, thanks to the planet's psychic power, you'll be reintegrated with... Mrs Wheeler, Mrs Wheeler, I need to speak to you urgently. And your idiot hosts won't let me through. I'm in the middle of a welcome meeting, Professor Grove. Kindly wait in my office and we can discuss your issues later. Issues? Issues? Did you even read my report? Or I can ask my hosts to escort you outside. Rowan? Marcus? All right. All right. There's no need for that. I'll go. But I insist that we talk, or I'll be taking my concerns to the shareholders. I'm so sorry about that. I think our Professor Grove may need another turn in the integration machine. Each of you has been assigned a host. They will now take you through to a waiting room. See you on the other side of you. Right then, Lodlin. You're our host. Any chance you could answer the Doctor's question? Question? About what this process entails. I will take you all through to a waiting room. Then, one by one, into Professor Grove's Shadow Collector, which separates out your shadow self and places it inside an android, onto which your own features will have been projected. The rest was explained to you by Mrs Wheeler. Professor Grove? That would be the same Professor Grove who was so perturbed just now? Yes, Doctor. Very reassuring. Where is she? I have to speak to her. Uh, I'm sorry, Professor Grove. Mrs Wheeler isn't back from the welcome meeting yet. Please, Sandy, you don't have to talk to me like... like we don't know each other. I can alert you when she returns. She has a ten-minute window later this afternoon. She won't listen to me. You have to help me get through to her, Sandy. I can't help you, you know that. I'm her PA, nothing more. If she caught us here talking like this, colluding against her, she'd kill me. Look at me, Sandy. Me and you. There's still a connection. I know there is. No, Malcolm. This is not appropriate. Please, you have to leave. She's expecting me to be here. I'm not going anywhere. Then I will. Sandy, don't be like that. Sandy! Come in. Please be seated. Can't we just get on with it? I hate waiting around. Not just yet. First, could you each take one of these forms and sign both copies? 
And what are we signing away exactly? A simple indemnity. So unity is protected in the unlikely event of misadventure. Oh, like when you go skydiving. But in this case, it's your soul that might end up in pieces. The Shadow Collector is utterly safe. I've been through it. So you're all integrated now? I'd say not. Indeed, Doctor. Unity policy states that hosts are to present without their shadows. It was found that we functioned better and were much more content. My shadow self has been externalised and stored in a holding area. When my contract is up, I'll make peace with my shadow and go, as you will later today, to the unification pod. Don't you resent them for taking your shadow? Not at all. It's very freeing. I have no doubts, no anxiety, no fear. And there are no problems, no side effects? None. Ace, Hex, are you sure you want to go through with this? There's no shame in changing your mind. This was my idea and I'm going through with it. Sign here, right, Loglin? Beside the X. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Hex? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure I want to take on my shadow self. Oh, come on! Where's your sense of adventure? <sighs> All right. Give us a pen. Yay! Well then, if all your paperwork's in order, I think I'll take a walk. You're not taking part? Not on this occasion, no. Ooh, maybe you're scared of what you might find. Maybe what I might find would be scared of me. I'll see you both later. And both of you too, Mr. Hex. Think about, Doctor. You can't just walk off. It's time to take you through to the Shadow Collector. Who wants to go first? Me! You're keen. I'm bored. I want something to happen. Wait here, please, sir. I'll return for you presently. See us both later, then. Now, if I were Mrs. Wheeler's office, where would I be? How about here? Excuse me. Oh, please, uh, don't get up, madam. I'm, I'm the doctor. Delighted to make your acquaintance. I don't suppose you could tell me where... The doctor, oh, thank goodness. Please, would you take a look at this bite on my arm? It's all yellow and it seems to be spreading. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have any appointments free for the next 10,000 years. What? Fully booked, I'm afraid. Now, you wouldn't happen to know where I might find Mrs. Wheeler's office, would you? Uh, second floor, other side of the dome, but... Please... Thank you, madam. Uh, you've been most helpful. Um, uh, about that bite... Yes? You should get it seen to. It looks nasty. 